Welcome back to the IGN Movies Podcast. Happy keeping New Year. It real. We're keeping it real in 2014. <laughs> Meet Roth Cornett and Chris Carl. What's going on, people? Me, What's Jim David, I should Happy say. Happy New Year, everyone. I hope it's yes. going to be an amazing year. Oh. Don't you, though? I do. You know, uh, w- we can talk a little bit about maybe this year's movies that we're most excited to see. Um, we have uh, a few news items and stuff that uh, broke over our break. Oh, that yeah. was kind of a weird way to put Break it. Break over the break. Um, but uh, let's just write off last weekend's box office where The Hobbit remained the number one movie in America now for, I believe, the third weekend in a row. It was $29 million. Uh, opening in fifth place was, you know, there were a, you know, a cluster of new releases on Christmas Day. Wolf of Wall Street with $18.4 million, the now highly controversial Wolf of Wall Street. That controversy... Wait, what's the controversy? Built over well, time. Is that, it, is that it? Is that it? Is it glorifying bad people? Is it you know? Is it this? Is it that? I think there's layers of controversy. One is that a letter was released by the daughter of not Jordan, um, not the main character uh, Jordan Belfort, who is Leonardo DiCaprio, but one of his colleagues. Um, his daughter wrote a letter just sort of about how these events and her father, Jordan, ruined her family's life, left her $100,000. But her father was the shithead who actually her committed her these crimes, her not fa- Jordan. Right, but her father, I think, is represented, and I don't know if it's it's sort of like he is a composite character in Probably, the film. Yeah. Like maybe P.J. Byrne or maybe even, I, I don't know, yeah. one but of it, the side characters But in the she film. had this whole screed about how, you know, and it wasn't even clear that she had seen the movie, but she had seen the trailers. Well, of course. And she starts saying Marty and Leo and like condescending about, oh, while well, you're off in your award circuit and your junkets. And it's like, wait a minute. I'm sorry that your dad ruined your life. <laughs> yeah. But you, you're jumping to conclusions about a film that you clearly haven't seen in that. I don't think it was clear she hadn't seen she it. She needs a jump to conclusions, Matt. Um, yeah. But that's one piece of it, which we can get into. I actually think, you know, I didn't agree with her or take on the film. I took away very different things from the film. I really loved it. We've talked about this. It's probably, it's like one of my two or three favorites of the year. However, I mean, I feel like it's fine to engage in somebody's perspective about these things and it just opens up a conversation about the things like greed. I don't think it's glorifying greed. However, that was one piece of the controversy. Another piece was, I think, the idea that Jordan was... Jordan, because I know him. (laughs) That he was now getting money um, from the film having sold his life rights. But then I think there was like... There was a secondary article that came out that he was giving away all the money as... Well, he has a settlement that he has to... And he he hasn't actually... And most people don't. I, I think OJ still hasn't basically <coughs> paid yeah. any of his civil uh, settlement stuff. But, uh, I mean, long story short is that, you know, one of the outrages one should walk away from from the movie, and it shouldn't be directed at the movie, but that white-collar criminals don't suffer consequences by and large. You can right. probably count on both hands the number of white-collar guys who have done hard time. Right. You know? I, and I'm talking over... Five years in prison. Here's here's my take on all of this, and I haven't seen the film, so it's just a, an overview. I like. I think y- you, as a filmmaker, are allowed to take any slice of any moment in any history and make a movie that you want to make about that. Like, probably the first fifteen seconds of heroin is pretty great too, 
And you can choose to portray only that if you want to in a movie. By the know? way, it is. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, if, if you want to cut a movie out that's just a slice of a person's life and it, you, don't have, you don't see the consequences, so what? Do you think that's irresponsible? I don't. I think I mean, it's just I th- filmmaking. I, th- I think it really depends. I think it really depends. And I think there's lots of different ways to look at it. And I think you're right. Like filmmaking, who's to say what filmmaking is supposed to be or do? No one person gets to be the determination, deter- the, determin- the judge and jury and executioner of that. I don't know. No <laughs> one person gets to decide what a film is supposed to do. But I will say, like, to me, the best example of that question is if you look at Boogie Nights and Wonderland. If you watch those two films, one that's ostensibly about John Holmes and one that definitely is about John Holmes and specifically the Wonderland murders, if you watch those back to back, those are a few very different takes on what a film is supposed to do and communicate. And one's really fun and really entertaining and it's way more successful, Boogie Nights. And I love it too. A lot of people like it. It's a lot of fun, you know? But Wonderland is much harder to watch. I've seen it once. I'm good. Never yeah, need to go. Need to see never that need movie to either. go back there again. I don't need to even look at a hammer ever again in my life. No, but it gives you a very different. A giant picture. penis, on the other hand. <laughs> I'll look. But at it that. leaves you with a very different sort of idea about what it was to be John Holmes. You know. Yeah. There's a great book I can recommend called The Other Hollywood that gets really deep into. No pun intended. <laughs> pun intended. Pun intended. It gets really deep into John Holmes' um, life and also um, into Linda Lovelace and and also the the Plot porn of industry. things got deep into Linda Lovelace. <laughs> the that por- was kind of her whole claim. Sort of the porn industry from the '60s through like present day, and it's really intriguing how the mob was running things mm. and how like um, Deep Throat was one of the you know sort of like highest grossing movies in America the year it was released and in the world really um and just you know like a very very interesting take on Holmes and it seems like I think Holmes is actually squarely in the middle between those two images those two images because I think he had less to do with it than is shown in Wonderland and more to do with it than is shown in Boogie Nights. So yeah. Boogie Nights didn't even really portray they the portrayed the, They portrayed that event, the robbery, as a yeah. big joke. And right. then, of course, Wonderland's like, well, this was the result of that robbery. These people got their faces bashed in. And here's, by the way, at the end of the movie, actual pictures of the real people. And the, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just, you're right. Like, who, who knows what the truth is? It's. I think the question is, is you know, is it supposed to? Are movies supposed to sugarcoat reality? Or are they supposed to be? This one is well, very. Let's I think talk in specific though to to actual criminals because a lot of let's talk about uh, a lot a lot of people. You know, they they get on a a, um, a stance about why are we even telling stories about these people? Why do they deserve a movie made about them? Which is a legitimate question, but I feel like you undercut your own argument if you can answer yes to. Well, have you ever seen a movie about? Al Capone or Jesse James or Billy the Kid or Hitler or anybody who has been a bad person in history, if you can answer yes to that, and you've then you've taken part in in why these things still get made. And I feel like you know, are you only upset when they make movies about criminals that existed within your lifetime? Yeah, and not only that, but it's like it's all entertainment. You know, Mm -hmm. like in some ways, you're learning perspective about somebody else's life but at the end of it what it's aiming to do i'm guessing is entertain you like i'm pretty sure that that's what they set out to do when making that film yeah wolf of wall street yeah i mean well but the other thing too i think wolf of wall street by the way is highly entertaining it's really fun to watch that's the funniest movie i saw last year outside of like uh 
bad grandpa and this is the end. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and it just those hours fly by. But, I mean, I do think it's supposed to look capture kind of how ludicrous this greed is and it is supposed yeah. to have you look at the greed and the fact that these guys get away with it i mean the excess is so absurd yeah. it's so over the top that if you're really outraged by that as some academy voters have been where they're yelling shame on you to scorsese at screenings really yeah then <laughs> then you i would know, give him a big first of all f you academy member I hadn't for, heard that. for getting That's on awful. that high horse but let's talk about some of the other movies but that wait, opened really up quickly last martin okay. scorsese just really quickly i mean l- if you guys remember last temptation of christ yeah i mean same, this is not same new stuff for him. and most <laughs> like, of the people that went off on that film hadn't seen it either yeah you know but all right so so also opening up last week was uh walter mitty which was in seventh place with 12.8 million. And then ninth place, huge bomb, 47 Ronin, uh, Keanu Reeves, 9.9 million. And then opening out of the top 10 was Grudge Match, the Stallone De Niro movie, in 11th place with 7 million. And then Justin Bieber's uh, concert documentary, Believe, with Two million. He's got another documentary coming out in a couple weeks, I'm betting. <laughs> <laughs> Cell phone documentary. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> now we became E all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, he, he likes to refer to that one as Rio 3. So what do you think of uh, 47 Ronin tanking as everyone expected? But, geez. I mean, I guess that director, That's back to commercials, and we'll bad. never see from you again? Or? That is just bad. I mean, it's a hundred and twenty-five million on the books so. movie that probably cost twice that. Maybe. Well, they they took him off the picture. They took him off because it was out of control. Like it was yeah. that was one of the reasons that it was delayed. It was like getting it was spinning out of control, and they took him off in post, is my understanding. But also, like it seemed like stories that I've heard, reports that I've read, like he didn't seem like he was even that engaged in it. He was. I was on the set. Oh yeah. Um, and Did they film in Japan or was it Tokyo? Or, I mean, uh, Vancouver or something? London. London. It was in London. Well, I mean, the hu- the bulk of the sets were in London. I believe they did some some shooting in like Bu- Budapest as well. <laughs> you were going to say Budapest. Budapest. <laughs> you know. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> That's where the next hostel will take place. <laughs> Budapest. That's where I the first one took place. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought of it. Really so wh- what do you think, though, about... Uh, let, let's talk about... Yeah, I think Keanu is going to... He'll be fine out of this. I think it's really more just the fact that it, it's just a, a sort of, I think in the year that gave us Lone Ranger and things like that, um, uh, I think 47 Ronin maybe showed up too late to, to generate that sort of like dog this of the year kind of headline. first time director. I mean, this is a first, well, he was a commercial director who took on this. He's Ridley Scott's like almost Protégé, son-in-law. Yeah. yeah. And he he took on this massive project that was, you know, kind of risky already in terms of of twi- t- retelling this tale with trying to tell it yeah. um, for a Western audience. The tale of the 47 Ronin is told over and over and over again in a million different ways every year. But this was a risky approach in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, well, if you just think about how long we've been talking about this movie and how yeah, like it's for, it was so what two like and a half years ago that they started yeah, it filming. feels like three or four years yeah. ago we've known about this project it's like you think about all the time and energy even spent thinking about this movie by people who have nothing to do with it and it's like and then it comes out and it's like nine million yeah uh and you know what reminds me of kind of is um the uh m night Shyamalan airbender movie like oh yeah in, in terms yeah. of like 
how it felt coming out. I was like, yeah. mm, I don't know. Uh, what do you what are your thoughts on Grudge Match? Uh, what does this mean for Stallone and less so De Niro? I mean, because he was part of uh, he was part of Las Vegas, which did fine, you know, for what it was. I think I think De Niro, uh, Stallone walks away with more of a black eye out of this. No, no pun intended on that, <laughs> um, because it's a boxing movie. But you know. <laughs> This is now between Escape Plan and Bullet to the Head. He doesn't have any movie that's cracking, unless it's got Expendables in front of it, that's yeah. cracking double digits. Well, I mean, I think I think you know that that's now his wheelhouse, but he's going to have to move on from it. You know, and I think should he get like a television series, like hmm. an action TV series, or maybe he play like think about. Chuck Norris went to TV and did Walker Texas Ranger, and has a whole new generation of fans. Because he was in people's homes every week. I mean, yeah. maybe it's time for Stallone's ego. dating their wives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Stallone to put his I'm a movie star thing aside and find a new medium. Maybe even Schwarzenegger should do this, too, and get a TV series that's I kind mean, of wrapped around their personality. Certainly Seagal has a TV series. Um, <laughs> I mean, but why not retire ever? Like, and, and do... Well, and I'm not saying entirely... I'm saying entirely retire. I'm saying, like... Do the expendable certainly like have that franchise? It's successful for you, but don't try to oversaturate the market with your with these kind of things that are supposed to be. I don't know what the word is. It's kind of a novelty, right? Like, the Expendables was a novelty. It was well, like it's look like at how these many guys. more times can we do the old guys getting together thing? Yeah, we I kind of get I kind of get grudge match in a way because if you were to say Raging Bull versus Rocky, that is kind of cool in in concept. But the fact that they played it to a large degree for jokes, you know, I mean, what if they had actually done it the way, you know, the first Rocky was a gritty movie, Raging Bull, a gritty movie. What if you what what if you actually made a movie about two old boxers and it's you, you kind of play up the sort of the pathos of this of like. That's called The Wrestler, and it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. You know, it is great a movie, but it's not. I mean, I all, it wasn't a huge hit at the box office. I love The Wrestler. Oh, I love The Wrestler. Um, but they, I mean, those aren't the movies they're trying to make. I think what they're trying to do is recapture their youth. They're re- trying to recapture their heyday, and I think that's the mistake. Where it's like The Expendables is its own thing. I loved The Expendables too. I think it's a lot oh, of yeah. fun. I love that one too. But let that be that, and then go produce things. Well, let's talk about know? Expendables because the the trailer for the third one came. Now it's just a tease, but just the idea of all these guys walking together, Harrison Ford, and <laughs> you know, yeah, other new guys in there like Banderas. And uh, what what were your thoughts on just sort of like on an Expendables three? Like, do you think can they keep running with this thing, or is this like go out with this? I don't one? know, man. I mean, it's just so many faces. Like, it's at, at some point in time you're gonna be like, I, and it might be now. Yeah. Oh my God. But. You know, if they pull it off, it's going to be amazing. That's yeah. the other thing. Like, it's it's that's always the sort of balance. And I feel like Expendables 2 worked largely because they relegated some of the roles to lesser roles. Like, Chuck Norris showed up. But he didn't have much to do, but yeah. it was just cool that he was in there. So, like, if they keep doing the that. And, and, and they yeah. knew, too. Like, they knew it was a punchline. They knew... Uh, basically, how much uh, how much to use of him and in what capacity? Yeah, you know they played up the whole mystique and the the almost meme quality of of this guy now. They you know? uh, they entirely played up the meme quality. I, I mean, the only thing that here, that was 
the second to best moment in the movie was him showing up. Yeah. The best moment was Gunner in the cave, obviously. <laughs> and he needs his own spin-off television series. <laughs> like, I liked all. Yeah. I think he's cool. Uh, let's you know, speaking of movies that are kind of overstuffed with faces, there was some news that broke over the break about X-Men Days of Future Past. Uh, they had a cut. Brian Singer announced that they cut in a pack one, Rogue, from the movie. She was only in one sequence, but she pops up in the trailer. Um, she'll probably be on the DVD. But, you know, let's face it. True Blood made her a bigger star than she had ever been, uh, even though she was an Oscar winner and all that. Uh, thoughts on cutting out one of your bigger notable faces? Unneeded. Unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. They don't need her audience to sell that movie. And it actually kind of makes me happy that they're willing to make that choice because I feel like if 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 you're just trying to tell a story, it's indicative of that. You know, like you're, yeah. oh, hey, I, we're going to tell this story the way that we feel is the best and we're not going to like cower to egos and stuff like that, which I, and, and I'm not saying that Anna Paquin has this huge ego and was raging about it, but <laughs> um, I, I really do think it's smart to just serve the story and let all that other stuff maybe be a little side note for history yeah. let it be a, an, a dvd extra or do an extended cut that includes that stuff i mean i think there is probably a part of the audience that likes rogue and wanted to see rogue but the I truth mean, she is was we such don't an integral part of the right. original trilogy but but we don't know what the pacing was like we don't know what the pa- you know he obviously he pulled it out because it wasn't working in the movie yeah. as a whole and that's what we're going to care about ultimately we'll see it on the blu-ray and that'll be cool but I mean, it just shows even more. These these characters are are not the relevant thing. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, but it's really more of a first class movie, it's, I it's guess, a or a Wolverine movie. movie, I should say. <clears throat> Let's keep on the the Marvel tip here. Paul Rudd cast as Ant Man. <laughs> That's finally official. It was announced. Everything. Thoughts on on Paul Rudd as Ant Man, and do we think that uh, he's going to be Henry Pym? Do we think that uh, like let's say the other Ant-Man, uh, Scott Lang, the the thief, you know, will they go sort of two Ant-Men for one? Like you'll have the the scientist, the older guy, and maybe a younger guy playing the thief. I think not for this movie. I guess it's been described. Be uh, Edgar Wright's described it as like a heist movie, like a caper. Or they may take the essence of those characters and kind of push them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What know? if he has to steal back his yeah. his yeah. stuff or whatever? Yeah. yeah. So that's what the footage even kind of looked like. I mean, it was like. It looked like it could have been mid. Yeah, mid let's heist. give some uh, some context for the footage. Oh, was it was that. shown at, at at San Diego Comic Con, and it was basically a proof of concept kind of effects reel that Edgar Wright had shot some while ago. And there's snippets of it on the on the Avengers Blu-ray, uh, the the box set, right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I think we we have that clip on on the site. It's a it's a, an abbreviated version of that, but it shows him basically shrinking what the suit looks like him. Uh, being able to jump through grills or like hit people, go you know inside their mouth and pull their teeth. I don't. That know. That stuff was all, all really cool. Stuff. Like I felt like the imagination at play there was really really yeah. awesome. I'm you know. Are, are we going to see Paul Rudd all all buff now? I, you know, Ant Man was never like super buff. I don't think was he. Well, I guess I no. guess when he turns into Giant Man. Yeah, well, but he's not. That's not gonna. I that's, that probably we're not, not headed happen. there yet. Not yet. But maybe someday he, he'll probably have to like get. But if you think about it, I mean, there's some characters that it matters a little bit less, you know. Yeah. That if they, I mean, if he's got the suit too, and the, yeah. the gimmick is really the fact that if he shrinks down, he knows like what nerve endings to go hit. So yeah. does it really matter how 
yeah. You know, powerful you are. I mean, I think that the casting is great. I think it's awesome. I think it it even further illustrates what the tone of the movie is going to be. I mean, I get more excited about this one as things kind of go along. Yeah, I I actually I'm curious. Did they say at Comic Con whether or not he knew he had the gig at that point, or was that audition footage? Like, hey, I want to do. Oh, Ant-Man. Edgar Wright. No, yeah. he's he's had it for a while. He knew he had the this gig was at that the point. Sh- this was, but it was Ant Ant Man itself. The movie hadn't been firmly announced with a release date until then. Right. Yeah. So that that proof of concept footage was really show like we have the technology to actually do this. Right. We can make it look good, and and here's how we're gonna kind of do it. And will the suit work on screen? Uh, so now, I mean, Ant Man is gonna start filming. You know, early this year. It comes out. Um, Summer of uh, 2015. Uh, also coming out, summer of 2015, Avengers 2. There were some rumors that Baron von Straka, Baron Straka, Hydra, is going to be uh, a secondary villain in Avengers 2. And there were even wild, crazy rumors via radar that Robert Downey wants Mel Gibson to be. And Jodie Foster. And Jodie Foster to be in the Marvel Universe. Specific. I think that was just like a really Although weird... I could see Mel Gibson <laughs> as Baron Strucker. I really could. I mean, they're, they're, yeah. they're like their home home slices, the three of them. They're yeah. like the three freaking amigos and stuff. Like they're really... I know it's like really weird, but they're... <laughs> they're, they're like the rat pack for, for people with yeah. issues. I mean, and Mel Gibson and Jodie Foster... Although Jodie Foster is the only one that's... Seems she to seems, have her head she screwed seems on together. Straight. Yeah. yeah. Although, Very. did you see that one acceptance speech? Yeah. Anyway, what? Um, what? Which one? The one where she gave, like, sort of it retired. She sort of. Yeah. I mean, I didn't mind it as much as some people did. I liked it. I thought yeah. it was fine. And you know, honestly, I think it was a very gentle. Hey, leave me alone. Yeah. You know, like, I. It, it really Stop is asking me why I like Lenny Riefenstahl. It really <laughs> is none of your business. Yeah. Who I'm with, or what, what my personal life is about. You know, I think that's actually a message that. We need to hear more often, like. Yeah. In the, well, in the we want to hear about your shit, Chris Carl. <laughs> well, Chris let me t- let me dive deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but about Avengers two, I mean, Baron Strucker being being put in there. Played by Mel Gibson. You <laughs> heard I, it I think here. that would actually really work. <laughs> but Baron Strucker, in and of itself, if that rumor pans out again, we're trafficking in some rumors here. But you know, he uh, was the boss of Hydra. Hydra showed up in in Captain America, uh, the first Avenger. Um, could we be laying the groundwork for the groundwork? I don't know why Arnold <laughs> just uh, um, Hydra becoming now the new sort of like basically Spectre for the Marvel universe. Well, I mean, Hydra's awesome. <laughs> Let yeah. me just throw that out there. Like that, that as an evil organization is really cool. Yeah, um, mainly because of their. Logo, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Hydra wasn't Hydra already sort of in. They were in Captain America. They were already in Captain America. America, so it's like, it's just a continuation of that. I think we're gonna see more stuff around the Cosmic Cube. I think they're they're gonna keep m- moving forward with cosmic everything. Yeah, I mean with the, with the Collector and Thanos and all that. I mean, speaking of the Collector, we had our first official photo from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Debuted online. It was the uh, same photo. But it was kind of what we've it, seen It before. was the concept art, but yeah. it, the actual footage, uh, the actual photograph. Now, that was seen by people at Comic-Con. Yeah. But it wasn't seen by it the, wasn't the world at large. Nope. Really? Not, a, not officially. No, um, I mean, that was the that was the thing that got leaked from Comic-Con and showed up in the footage. So you saw that, but you didn't see a still of it. That's yeah. the still that's There's the there concept now. art that, that basically have their, their, um, their usual suspects. Yeah. 
shot. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what did you guys think of seeing an actual finished version of the team together and the mixture of traditional makeup on Drax and Gamora and then next to Rocket Raccoon and, and Groot. Rocket Raccoon, I got to say, not indicate? looking as cute as I thought. Thank he looks you. much more animal-like. Well, well, okay, so when I, fir- I remember when that first, when I first saw that, I was like, he looks really cute. Yeah. Almost like he shouldn't. Like almost like he shouldn't look, look that you just cute. Wonder what you know what I mean? Like I really, I was ready to <laughs> snuggle him, put him in a babushka. It was gonna be me and Rocket in a it's bottle. It's tubby time. And, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh my you time for story. <laughs> so oh I, I almost thought he looked almost a little too cute, but Get he your head looked blown <laughs> off for comments like that. <laughs> but he looks, he looks a little more badass. I yeah. mean, and I, is it me? Is it a different... Ro- he looks like the raccoon that, that, you know, you get mad at when you see them going through your trash. Right. Where you start the raccoon. Frisky raccoon. Yeah. That is the raccoon that he should be. But uh, am I wrong, you guys? Like, is it... Did I just he lo- perceive I mean, some him to be the, cute the first time? Well, he. I think he's taller. When you look at that, that concept art, like the team together is kind of standing on that, uh, on the rock or whatever. It's got kind of like a pinkish background the sky or whatever he looks a little squatter a little rounder and he had a he little looks, bigger eyes yeah and he does look <laughs> more um are they they're they're rodents right raccoons or marsupials uh, or is, some shit I don't what know. is a raccoon i think they're rodents right they because rodent? they can give you r- rabies and if you uh, i don't know do i don't i don't actually know if i don't know rodents. It's, it's terrible. Well, they're they're the asshole. So they're the class. assholes of the backyard. <laughs> Raccoons no, really dude. are. Possums are. They're both scumbags. I hate possums. I'm sorry, so much. but when you see them so cute. dead on the street, I I no tears shed from me because uh, you know what? Guess who had to pick up the trash? Yeah, I uh, yeah. Oh, I had a I had a raccoon. Pop. Although I will give a dog a pass if they knock it over because I love dogs. Uh, we'll see. But possums. I think raccoons are equally cute. I, I possums. Can be wiped I off. I think of the they're earth. all really cute. Raccoons are cute, I guess, because they got the little. Guys are mask. you Aren't guys have anti freeze in your veins? Here's the thing, I had this dream once. This is where my hatred for possums started. I had this dream once where this giant possum was sitting on my chest, eating my eyes, and I was like, "I'm I'm <laughs> done with possums. Lord. I'm done with possums. Well, yeah, from now. no more I'm possums done with my for eyes, me. Too. I what you. what possums, have you been doing earlier in the night, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> nothing shrews, nothing. <laughs> anyway, I think that I think that the design changed. I really truly do think the design changed a little bit because he did not look quite as adorable. Well, you know what's interesting <laughs> to me is because I, I did a set visit for um for Green Lantern when that was being made when it looked like it w- might actually be good. Uh and one of the things that I was jokingly kind of busting their balls about was that they didn't uh, include he had like basically a rocket raccoon type dude in the Green Lantern Corps, and I forget the hell the little guy's name Chip? was Chip. Chip something like he was a little squirrel Chip, or something. Chip the squirrel. Chip. And and I was like, and they're like, oh there's no, a, that's too cute. Nobody would ever. Nobody would ever buy that. It would kill it. And now here we have Marvel. Uh, to me, it kind of crystallizes the approach between the two different comic book slash studios of like one's willing to just roll the dice and go all in on comic books and the other one tries to kind of walk the line between being real and being comic booky. But I think that was a gradual process yeah. too. We started more in reality with uh, Iron Man and then you know Avengers kind of took it to space and now space is something we can talk about as long yeah. as we're like scared of it we can talk about it and well, now we're like getting well, let's talk about into the reaches because there's actually some stuff to talk about Dwayne Johnson The Rock the um, 
said uh, via Twitter just a few days ago that he has met with the the boss of Warner Brothers and that he's going to be doing a DC movie this year for. He him. said basically starting in 2014, so it's well, got to be. I mean, it, what else could it well, be? Well, is it is he going to be in Batman versus Superman? Well, there's no other option. I, I think I okay, yeah, Batman make, and Robin at this point. <laughs> yeah, I th- I think at this point I I I would. And I'm probably going to catch a lot of hell for this. I think he could make an interesting Lex Luthor, and here's why: Lex Luthor deems himself the epitome, the, the the pinnacle of what a human being can be. Wouldn't he not only be intelligent and successful? Wouldn't he also be ripped like a mofo? Like, wouldn't he <laughs> physically take great care of himself? Now, I can understand debating. Like, I don't believe The Rock is some genius guy or whatever. The Rock is a lot smarter than people let on. But I think he also is, as he's jokingly then referred people to. people let on? They don't let him let it on? <laughs> hey, come on. Come, I was going to also she can. That. She doesn't smell what The Rock is cooking, apparently. Um, but I think I, I think he would be interesting. I, I, love I the would Rock. almost rather see him but as, as a Lex like, Luthor than as like Lobo or... or uh, some doomsday or some dude like that. He's doomsday. He's doomsday. I thought Jason Momoa was going to be doomsday. <laughs> well, we're changing our minds because now we're saying it's the Rock and Jason I know, the Momoa. Rock or, or does else. the Rock have nothing to do with Batman versus Superman? Are we looking at two, possibly one that hasn't been uh, fully announced yet? DC movies going before cameras this year? What Could if he's Martian Manhunter? What if he's Martian Manhunter? He, but, okay. he looks like Martian Manhunter. Hang, hang on. Let's just stop and think about this logically for a moment. Or is he going to be Lobo like he's moment. been rumored No, for. let's just think about this with some logic. A, The Rock is awesome, but I do not see The Rock as Lex Luthor. I do think that was a very solidly formed logical argument however for why i'm wrong i don't buy, I, I don't buy i no, don't no, buy she's the, doing that now i don't buy the genius aspect of it i really just i mean it's not that i don't think the rock is bright i just don't buy the you'll evil believe genius. he's a genius when he flashes he's, those pearly whites so at you charming and flexes his but here's the thing you got to believe that this guy could run for president and win I don't know. Okay, so maybe I would come around to that. I, I, I right now I'm pretty on the fence about that. But what about I, if he does that dancing pecs thing that he can do? Well, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what plays in my mind when he does that. <laughs> Popcorn. Here, here's a question for you guys, though. Seriously, it cannot be anything other than Batman versus Superman because there's nothing else in production. And he said 2014. Now, does he mean they could development? be pulling Lobo out of his ass? Out of his, <laughs> <laughs> they probably could. They probably could probably fit a <laughs> Lobo inside of the rock. I he mean, probably I, has a lot of brain in his diet. I'm sure he can fit. I mean, it would have if there was anything else that they were going to be shooting this year. It would already been announced with a release date. Yeah, right? yeah, it's got to be. And and but where he fits in that grid? Could and, he be? And, could and he be Shazam? Could he be Black Adam, the villain? Could he be? He could be a number of things. I mean, I think. How many? What if he showed up as John Jones as a private eye, and then at the end he transforms what into Martian Manhunter, and it leads into JLA? What if there's a movie that focuses on just the two characters that are in the title <laughs> of the movie? But I, you know, I think my, I think my theory, like we were talking about a couple weeks ago, Wonder Woman. I think it still holds. These people might not be in this movie, like in costume. They could be in. On the fringes. Well, Gal Gadot said that she's doing. Uh, Gal Gadot is doing physical training, including fighting, sword fighting. So I'm thinking she's gonna be in costume now. This was a, an interview she did over the break. Uh, apparently, when you don't read IGN. What about this? <laughs> what if they are secret style? 
shooting both Batman versus Superman and JLA at the same time. But why would? But why what? do it that way? Because uh, Affleck wouldn't have uh, the time and the schedule to do that. Because it's well, no, I mean it would save money. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, why? Why not announce? I mean, I guess why keep that hidden? Because it's more fun. Because <laughs> <laughs> F you, that's why. Well, we didn't know about Batman versus Superman, and that just happened, and that just popped but up. But it happened like with a big announcement, and then it was a release date. But now they're doing all kinds Lots of weird of time stuff, so later. who knows? Uh, I, 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 I want to circle back to Guardians of the Galaxy, because one of our New Year's resolutions was to get to more reader email. The other one was <laughs> stop doing shrooms. <laughs> well, that's not going to And happen. this one is from <laughs> Abba. I don't know. I but uh, and it actually came a while ago, but uh, it's about the release date of Guardians. It's opening a week after the Wachowskis movie, Jupiter Ascending. And Abba asks, both films are in the same genre and will target the same audience. Seems to me that Guardians is at a disadvantage since Jupiter Ascending has bigger stars, writers, and directors that will be getting more media attention next summer. No. How do you think Guardians will do up against Jupiter Ascending? Fine. I'm gonna. I, I think Jupiter Ascending should be worth. Yeah, yeah, I do me too. too. Because two words, Cloud Atlas. Yeah. Well, not only that, but Marvel. Yeah. Like they yeah. can. They are going to be able to steamroll people at this point. Marvel yeah. Disney has such a their marketing department. Yeah, exactly. They're going to be able to steamroll just with the marketing alone. They're all uh, like I said. I think I said this last time. Cosmic Avengers. That's how this whole thing is going to be built. Yeah. And then everybody's going to want to see it. And then oh, this raccoon is so cute, but he's maybe saucy. You know, like it's <laughs> it's fine. They'll he goes fun. good in sauce. <laughs> that's what you're saying. I mean, Jupiter Jupiter Ascending. I think does. That's the one I agree. I would be worried about that. And Cloud Atlas, I think, is a real good reason to be worried. You know, I mean, although Cloud Atlas was way more of a, that was a risky film to make in a lot of ways, you know. And yeah, I loved it, too. I did, too. Uh, another reader email, also about Marvel. I should have just read these about five minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> Valder writes in about Marvel and Hydra, ironically enough. Um, yada, yada, yada with uh, uh, Brock Rumlow Crossbones. Being in there and and uh, Nick Fury being taken out of commission and Robert Redford's Alexander Pierce character could he be revealed as an agent of Hydra, I guess Redford's character and a, sort of a larger scheme of Hydra taking over Shield from inside. Huh. I think they're going to plant some more seeds of Hydra in Cap Two, or maybe right? even Red Skull in disguise. He says, "I don't know about that. I, 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 I do feel like they are going to plant some more seeds of Hydra in this, and then, and then grow them in the Avengers. Yeah, seeds. there's going to be of Hydra. Like yeah, Carl. there's going to definitely be some, because maybe Hydra is, is partially behind Ultron. Ultron's story is going to be altered somewhat, you know. Yeah. So I, I think you know you can see that tech meets tech sort of and makes it marriage." Evil. Yeah. Do you? I mean, where do you stand on the whole Jarvis becoming Ultron? I don't think that's uh, it's not. I don't, you think, don't think that's that's, that's dead in I the think water. That's, yeah, no, I think it's it's going to be. I mean, they they've got Downey and they've got Spader, and I think they're basically since Hank Pym is not going to be in there and he's not going to be the creator of Ultron, that pretty much people's guess is that uh, Stark creates uh, Ultron. Yeah, because he's a tinker and he's hung up Iron Man, so he's probably going to create something else, something he thinks is going to be beneficial since he got rid of his suits of armor. But wouldn't you know it, the damn thing goes wildly awry and becomes evil Ultron. 
And now he's got to suit up with his buddies to take it out. Because he's flawed. Suit he's him up because fl- he's deeply flawed, and so is Ultron. Tis, tis his Achilles heel. He, it, it, it is only his dark mirror. <laughs> <laughs> his dark passenger. <laughs> why Why did you channel Captain Hatman to talk about Dexter? Why? I don't, I don't know. Um, but I think there's some psychosis in there. <laughs> Let's talk about um, uh, who, who here... Has seen the Veronica Mars trailer? Me? Me. Roth? Carl? Carl? Did you? No. I've been digging through email hell for the last couple of days. Well, Roth, as as a. Chris is way more important than us. No. As I believe, you true. you are uh, a Veronica Mars fan. I am. What did you think of that trailer? Exciting. I really liked it. I mean, I think it had every. It had the tone that you want out of the Veronica Mars movie. It had a lot of the nods to the characters. We're going to get a caper. It seems. Um, you <laughs> what know, else would we get? Paper. Well, it's not so much a caper, actually. It's some detecting. I don't know. I mean, I love I love that series, and I think that all you really want out of the Veronica Mars movie is like an hour and a half episode of Veronica Mars, and I mean that looks like exactly what you're going to get. Although the criticism of it will be that this is an hour and a half, half episode, episode of, of Veronica, Veronica Mars. Mars. Well, I mean, but here's the nothing, thing: it doesn't look gonna like do? it. It's yeah. going to. It has. And I might catch some uh, flack from the marshmallows for this, but who does it appeal to besides them? I mean, if you look at the comments on our, our trailer story, they're like, this looks boring. This just looks like a TV show. And I'm like, well, it was, but, you know, it didn't seem it to grab awesome anybody. I, I have a feeling like the movie's just, it's going to come and go in a week. It doesn't matter. Like, uh, it, honestly, it, got it doesn't. Made for so it, doesn't little. it doesn't matter. It's made for $2 million. Yeah. They're going to. Sell the rights to TV. They're going to sell a bunch of Blu-rays. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. This movie it was made for such a small amount of money. Like, it's probably it's just going to have a little limited release, and then it's going to be probably... Who knows how they're going to even release it in terms of day and date, even for view. Well, it comes out uh, March 14th. No, I know, but I mean, ultimately, they could, they could release VOD very shortly after that if it looks yeah. like it's not going to really... Pull in a, lo- a right. ton of money Same at the day, theater. Same day, Might be day and date. Yeah. You know. Let's uh, let's let's push on from here because I know we're on a on a schedule. Um, uh, Roth and I had a discussion earlier about a rumor du jour regarding Star Wars that Boba Fett, and we can explain Boba where Fett. the robot uh, Boba Fett. Uh, it, I'll embed the video into our podcast story, so watch that and you'll get the context of where this rumor came up from. But uh, basically, the the rumor was that. Boba Fett's spinoff movie is definitely going to happen, that that's like the spinoff movie, and that Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote Empire and Raiders and Jedi, um, well, he rewrote Empire. What did he uh, ever is write? Is going to, is writing Boba Fett. What a hack. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about, uh, Carl, let's start with you, since uh, Roth and I spoke ad nauseum about this. The one seven thing, minutes. Seven. The, the one thing that I dislike about Boba Fett now is that I feel like he had all this mystique in you know the Empire and Return of the Jedi, and then the prequels happened and kind of erased his mystique a little bit. You know, I I, I think just a little boy holding his daddy's separate head. I don't have I don't have the <laughs> hatred that everybody has for the prequels, but I do think that that was kind of a weird misstep that you know making him one of the clones and all that stuff. And maybe they'll rectify it. Maybe they'll make it more interesting. Um, I think it needs to be just 
I, I think it needs to be a little grittier than we are used to in Star Can Wars. Can you movies. rectify that? I mean, like, there's a I question. Like, are you how how much of the prequels are canon? Like, can you? No, they're canon entirely. One hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And I mean, I, I think you, you George can't. didn't pay for that shit to be <laughs> not canon. You couldn't deny. Like, I, I think you couldn't. I, I think you can't deny what happened in the prequels. I mean, which I guess <laughs> is I the spent about ten years denying what happened in the prequels. <laughs> but but who but, cares what? But I yeah, did. I think you could. I think you could. I think you could definitely come at it from an angle that would sort of like make that situation okay. You what you need to do is establish body picture him and Jar Jar. <laughs> uh, He's just s- like hold a holy shit as their car goes off a cliff. You have to establish <laughs> um, Boba Fett as an individual. You have to make him. The person that he became in Empire that made everybody. So you think it's perhaps an origin story, sort of like a Batman Begins, where you pick up, you know, like a Batman, he's lost his father and and stuff, and now how does he become Boba Fett? Yeah, it's like that that missing. Because you can't have. Can you actually have a guy in just the mask for the entire movie? We were saying in the video. Dread, the last Dread movie is pretty much the only one outside of even even Robocop. I don't think you can for for a a movie like this. Not a movie that's going to be a four quadrant movie. No, no, I don't think so either. But um, four quadrant movie. Four, Four. (laughs) holy four quadrant movie. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think this is what the fans want, and that's why it's happening. You know, like that. This is what. Oh, at least this is what the fans think they want, and that's why it's happening. Um. But you're talking about a guy that you basically saved up for out of your cereal box who is now, like, this big, big But, it, I mean, isn't that star. kind of one of the more interesting things about, like, the phenomenon of that franchise where sure. it was just, like, this really minor... Every car- little minor character. Yeah. Is the best thing sublimated. that the holiday special ever gave us. Yeah, that's true. But, but just look cool. Yeah. You yeah. know? Like, just looked really cool. And so everyone's like, I want the really cool-looking I feel like hunter. Boba Fett is to By the Star Wars. By virtue of not speaking, he, yeah. he guaranteed him spell. <laughs> he had, like, what, two lines in the original movies? He's like... Liking Boba Fett when you're a kid is kind of like liking the football team that had the coolest uniforms, you know? Yeah, the Raiders, <laughs> even like, though, yeah. Oh, I like the Raiders. Yeah. I like Boba Fett, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I I, I like the Kazdans uh, attached to it, Um, if this rumor is true. I like that it's being made. I just... Uh, yeah, it's a. It, would you rather see a different character? I have said this a bunch of times. I really want to get away from the core characters of the Star Wars universe and start building out new people because I think that universe could expand into different new interesting regions. Now, I, I wanted to get into, uh, before we talk about the next uh, news item, uh, there was a, another reader email. See, folks, I really am trying to get to the He's reader emails. damn the hard. Thing. There was one about Indiana Jones, hmm. and it said, uh, hold on, I'm pulling it up. It's It's from... Holloway Man or Man Holloway? Holloway Man? Uh, he uh, he suggests Chris Pine as the new Indiana Jones. And then somebody else, let me get your name, person, fella, whoever you are. <laughs> Wait for it. Wait Chris for Pine. it. Chris Pine. It's interesting. All right. I can't find I just had it, but uh, they suggested Chris Pratt. For Oh, no. It was on, it was on Twitter. This guy Joe tweeted us. And uh, said, hey, I think Chris Pratt for the next indie. Chris Pratt's actually not a... He's probably the best name I've heard so far for indie. Yeah, but I... But can... But I... Then, well, I guess... He, well I guess, listen, Disney. wait a minute. Harrison Ford could be Han and Indy, so I guess he and could Jack be Star... And Jack Ryan. So I guess he could be Star-Lord and 
and indie. I mean, you know? it, it's all within the Disney family, so they could make it work. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's nothing. I mean, yeah, I, I guess he could be too iconic character. I mean, but what you're I talking about? I think Chris about, Pratt but, would but, be okay but, with being too iconic character. But you're yeah. talking about that. Talking about totally rebooting. If, well, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I guess her, or that, or you, or you pull a John Connor and have him play now the adult Mutt Williams, who can go by Mutt Jones, I guess now. You yeah. could you could you could um you could also do have Harrison Ford be a bookend in that movie and have the Well like they did on the, the um on the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles yeah. where he showed up as like old Indian one episode. Yeah. I mean I am in no rush to see Indiana Jones remade with a new person, you know? Like I feel like it could still sit on the shelf wait for a while. And not to sound morbid, but I think Let's wait until either Harrison Ford is in a walker or he's shuffled off this mortal coil. As long as he's <coughs> still starring in movies that bomb. We should <laughs> wow. <laughs> we, maybe we should just, you know. <laughs> All right. He's in Anchorman, too. Damn. Damn. But seriously, he's been in a, a lot of movies that have tanked in the last few years. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. have. It's kind of like uh, the Stallone and Schwarzenegger problem of, like, your heyday is past. There's a bigger thing at play here, and it's that. There aren't marquee names anymore. No. There aren't people who open movies anymore. It's characters who open movies now. Except and sure for maybe characters and franchises. You can you can make the argument Depp and Downey. And maybe maybe, maybe to Cruise some degree. and maybe Denzel. I don't think you can make the argument Smith. for Cruise anymore. No, I mean Depp and I don't. Well, I mean Mission Impossible Four did okay, but yeah, Depp but and Depp and um, Franchise opened it and it was good. Yeah. What the hell is the name of the the movie with Depp and Jolie the in it? Taurus. It That's did huge overseas. Yeah, I mean, I mean Alice in Wonderland. Uh, Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger. The only reason why I think the Lone Ranger made any money is because he was Rum in there. Diaries. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you. I mean, can, I think of all of those, Depp maybe is the one who can still have that appeal. But I don't think there that in general terms that yeah. that does exist as much as it did in in previous years. Yeah, it's not the '80s or '90s anymore, where it's like we need a twenty-five million dollar star to open this picture. I don't know why they talk like they're 1930s executives. <laughs> Each snacky smart. The 1930s radio radio yeah. jocks. Get me Barbara Stanwyck. <laughs> you know? Fred McMurray is Tony Stark. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Um, yeah, I mean Downey even hasn't oh had a chance to do much in the last few years outside of Sherlock Holmes and Iron Man. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's, had a, he's got a couple of I'm still waiting for threesome, too. <laughs> I'm sure he's 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 ready oh, to no, move on to different characters. Yeah. Not threesome, too. Two guys and a girl, too. That's it's, what I meant. Let's, uh, let's talk about uh, <laughs> uh, something, uh, you know, Fast and Furious 7. Mm-hmm. Okay, there was a report today that Hollywood Reporter that Paul Walker's character, Brian O'Connor, is not going to be killed off in the movie. That they have figured out a way to retire, their words, his character, uh, without killing the character off to sort of write him out of the series. Which is what I suggested yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, why I it, this, this segment of the podcast is called, Why Doesn't Anyone Listen to Roth? No, why does everyone clearly does listen to Roth? <laughs> Roth is the Cassandra think, of the I, online I think, movie community. I think what we are learning is that I am the oracle. <laughs> You're <laughs> sitting Bella Lugosi style above Hollywood <laughs> saying, Pull the strings. <laughs> Pull the strings. Because <laughs> I say it and then it happens. 
So yeah. how do you think they can actually, you know, if the if the uh, the rumors about them using his his kid brother as sort of a body double and doing some digital scanning of, uh, you know, using composites of his face onto the body, like how do you, how can you write out that character? Have him not continue the series, which is part of that story, is that the series will continue, but without Brian O'Connor. The same way I said three weeks ago. Which was, for those who perhaps didn't hear it. Which was, you guys should really listen to all of our podcasts. (laughs) You should. (laughs) Which was that. Lots of blue humor and insights. It's true. Basically, the whole foundation of the Fast and Furious franchise, more than almost any other action franchise that I can think of is the idea of family, right? Mm -hmm. At the open of this movie, the close of the last movie, Han dies, which is the first time, I mean, which is a very traumatic, I mean, Letty died previously, but then she came back to life, so she didn't really die. So Han dying is a really big deal. He's killed by this villain. He's really dangerous. Brian has a brand new baby and a wife. I feel like if you were his brother-in-law, you would say to him, it would be a logical thing to say to him, this is too dangerous. We've done this now for so long and gotten away with it but now han's been yeah, killed hops could give them like a new identity yeah or this guy is after our family i'm scared for you i'm scared for the baby i need you to take care of my sister and the baby you need to go do that which kind of already existed in six yeah yeah they were already I mean, they were happening it up that way in six so like i i that is the mo- that is the best way to do it i think because I, they were also what part of the deal in six was r- their records were going to be wiped clean and yeah. all that. So I mean, <clears throat> you could just take it a step further and have it that you know Hobbs gets them some sort of new identity, takes them off the grid in some way. Uh, you can't do it for all of them for whatever reason. But well, they they are know. the only ones that really need it because they're the only ones with a newborn. Yeah, or and, and they can use baby. the rest of the team, the surviving members of the team, as and as bait to. Draw the shock. Everybody wants payback up. anyway, yeah. and but you don't want somebody who's got a baby, you know, to yeah. get hurt. Like I so. need you to take care of my sister and the baby. I, I think Go it makes that. story sense. I think you can make it make sense. I don't think, I personally don't think that this franchise is going to continue very far after seven because I I do think there's something to that walker vin diesel dynamic that the series needs actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, because it was, it was missing thing. from. Tokyo Drift. Couple of movies. I mean, movies. Walker, Walker, and Vin Diesel had a chemistry together that that Diesel and Tyrese don't have together. Right. Yeah. And but Tyrese and Paul Walker had chemistry together. But you know what I mean? Like Paul Walker yeah. was sort of that invisible glue that kind of helped all these kind of different personalities sort of play off each other. He had that, like, cool and swagger b- by the second installment, at least. You know, like, yeah. he was a little fish out of the water in the first one. But um, I-, I think he was, like, a calm center. Yeah. And you're yeah. going to be missing that. And there's a lot of ego r- that surrounds that. So, like, the next movie, I feel like it's going to be ego, ego, ego. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. it's going to be if you don't find someone that can take up. And, and the only other person that could have taken up that ma- mantle was Han. Yeah. That's the only other character mm. that could have taken up because he had that kind of energy unless, to him Unless also. they're going to really try and double down on somebody like Lucas Black. They can yeah. try. They can try. I just don't think he's got I the same charisma. No, he doesn't. You know? I mean, there's a reason why there wasn't a Tokyo Drift 2. There might be now. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, l- one last thing, and then we're going to uh, talk about what's coming up this weekend. I-, I-, I would feel remiss without talking about this Shia LaBeouf plagiarism stuff. Oh, boy. Uh, I just <laughs> this has spun out of control. He, I mean, so he, crazy. he is, you know, he did an interview where he said that authorship is censorship. We have an art, uh, 
I actually no, we didn't write it up. I don't think, but you know, not not to give this guy too too much more free press than he's already gotten off this this thing. But the idea that authorship is censorship. I mean, I gotta give him a big f you <laughs> on that one. <laughs> I don't, I don't, who I don't do you think you are? I don't even understand that argument. I mean, the, it doesn't. It's crazy talk. That That's he can why. basically take <laughs> anything and. That he is, he's trying to spin it that he's the victim in all this. Whatever. You take people's work, you don't credit them, you lie about it for the longest time, you get busted. Look, everybody steals ideas. It, it happens. It's part of the creative process. But what you don't do is steal an entire idea, not make it at all your own, you know? Like, that's that's the hard and part. The words. Word, and the know? words. And the words, you know? Like, that's... And then plagiarize every... Every apology, even though his latest thing was skywriting an apology. I just, I, it, it all screams like that he's not taking, he's not taking the opposite argument seriously enough because it is a serious offense. And I think anybody who creates takes that very, very seriously. Like you don't want to have something of yours not credited even, but to be completely ripped off is yeah. like... It's uh, not like he tough. did. All he did was change names. I mean, he he's sitting here trying to wrap himself in the cloak of being an artist when he didn't bring anything new to the table. It's one thing to take an idea to be inspired by, to pay homage by. I mean, Tarantino does that in 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 droves, but mm. he he is an artist. He can <clears throat> spin it a new way. He he's can, a cinematic remixer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he can. He knows how to to. He knows how to do that right, is what I'm saying. But he adds to it. It's yeah. not like it's he's not he just elevates it. He, he'll yeah. he'll poach from something that's could never be as good as what he's doing. But yeah. he but he also yeah exactly he does add to it. And I'm I'm saying like remixing. I mean that in a way like really good rap music, like really good where you add to it. Also, you take yeah. it and you mix different elements that already existed together, and then you add your own thing, and it's something. I new. mean, it's something. I mean, yeah, or collaging to go you know? with the musical. And I mean, it goes right back to what rock and roll was, which is look look, look at people like Elvis who took blues music, country gospel mixed it together Crazy. did songs that already existed but did it his way and you know along with guys like chuck berry and little richard they all kind of created this whole well, new chuck sound. berry would tell you he invented rock and roll which he did chuck berry would also tell you <laughs> a lot of things about <laughs> things that he's done chuck <laughs> berry would tell you um, but yeah. you know but, it's like, chuck but shia labeouf <laughs> to, to get back to shia here it's just there's a supreme arrogance to what he is doing to it's his cuckoo-roo. He's but crazy. His complete, his complete <laughs> indifference to the harm that he's that he's doing to this guy Daniel Close. He he keeps saying he's sorry, but Wait, he's but really what he's actually doing is probably the really elevating Daniel Close. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, exactly. To be fair, <laughs> I'm not saying Shy is right. He's not. He's cl so obviously in the wrong. But what he has done is given that guy a ton of publicity that he never could have yeah, gotten yeah. for this comic. Do you know how high but sales think, are going to jump think for he, him? I don't know. I think he would. I think this guy would give that publicity back to not. Uh, be, hell no. Well, wait a minute. What is he actually earning out of this, except being the guy that that Shia LaBeouf um, trolled in public, and now you've got people running to Shia's defense. Okay, this is what he got out of it. A shit ton of publicity and people hearing about a comic they may never have heard of before that maybe are going to purchase it now because they're curious now and they can't see that short film. I mean... It's, I'm not, not he's, it's like he's not a slouch, though, either. He's like, he's a person who's he's made 
several movies have been made from his works, you know, Ghost World yeah. and um, By so the Art way, School Confidential. Art School Confidential. I love Ghost World. Yeah, Ghost World is amazing. Yeah. It's like one of the best comics. But I, I just feel ever. like it, it, it's just I'm not saying he's a slouch and he I'm just saying that I understand what you're saying and you're right, but I almost We can leave it at that. So <laughs> <laughs> I almost I almost wish you wouldn't get worked up about it because Shia is so it's not that he's arrogant. He is insane. That I mean I'm really no, like I think he's that takes him off the hook because I feel like he, what what I see in these tweets, what I'm reading is <clears throat> a grandiose sense of entitlement. This is the entitlement that criminals have. I can take that. It's mine. Yeah. This the is the this is the mind. <laughs> no, I, I think he's I don't think he's insane. I think he's just arrogant and just feels like, what? I'm special. I can take something. He's made an entire career off of using other people's words. Why stop now? I think he has mainlined every chemical from here to Timbuktu <laughs> in the last decade of his life, and it has fried up his brain synapses. <laughs> and he's kookaroo, and he's in a he's in a Miley state of mind, and he needs to a get mi- some help. A, a Miley state of mind. <laughs> Do you hear this one, Jay Z? <laughs> it's time for that one. <laughs> and he needs to be. I can't believe some people have not locked his ass up. I mean, can't, his handlers must be beside themselves. But shooting a movie right now with Brad Pitt. He you really have, I wonder what his co-stars are thinking of. Well, like he must what not. the hell are you doing, man? Do you, you know like a lot of these guys are are artists, they do their own stuff. I mean, you got Brad Pitt is in there, you've got John Bernthal and David Ayer and all these it's like I wonder what if you're working with this guy who's basically <clears throat> thinks he can steal whatever. Like I wouldn't feel comfortable working with a guy like that. I'd be like you're kind of a hack and i'm stuck here sitting next to you now at press events and like oh that won't be yeah he won't be at the press events Better not. <laughs> Brad Pitt. Uh, for a while yeah but, uh, i just think so, i think he needs help i really do i mean i know that you and i fundamentally don't agree on that but i really think when i read those things i think it's so outlandish that this is a person that is not thinking clearly it's not behaving rationally He's not acting like he's got it together. Well, I, I think he's acting like what he is, which is somebody who's lived in a largely in a bubble most of his life. He started as a child actor. He's used to largely getting things his his way. He's used to spouting off and at worst having to say sorry. Like you know, he, this is the guy who burned bridges with the man who made him a movie star, Steven Spielberg. You know, by mouthing off about their movie. And we all at the time like, yeah, we agree with you on that, Shia. But <laughs> in reality, it was an incredibly ungrateful, stupid thing to do. Yeah, well, I don't... And I, immature. I honestly don't think that... I This goes back to sort of something I was saying earlier. I just think that everything being played out on the public stage is so... I'm so over it. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I just wish this stuff... Was, I mean, we're talking about it, obviously, so like... I blame Contributing Twitter. to it, but um, it just... Yeah. In the in the olden days, I just feel like this wasn't a thing. Back in the 1990s, yeah. we didn't do such yeah. things. No, I mean, I agree with you. And I, I, like, on a far more micro level, I hate seeing people argue. Like, like I don't like all so much is in public now that ought not to be. Yeah. Like, it really should be kept. And we're, you're right. We're sitting here talking about it. Yeah. But, and. Well, we are well, part of the problem. I'm sorry. No, we are not the solution. No, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, like, there's anything to be done about it at this point 
They're at, they're at one point yeah, there in time. Is quit Twitter, Shire. <laughs> <laughs> at one point in time, though, you know, there was the whole JFK Maryland thing, and it didn't go before the Senate. Yeah. You know, it's it's that mentality. It's like your personal life is personal. You know, and and this is slightly different, but I'm just saying, like, it's weird to watch people unravel and unravel, self destruct. Nobody, nobody really helping them in any way. Nobody who can help them because Everyone's everything trying is out. Sheen, Charlie Sheen. Nobody out. Sheen's Charlie Sheen. <laughs> no, the but, only thing but, that can kill Charlie Sheen is but Charlie it's Sheen. True. I mean, in, in a sad case, there was like Amanda Bynes who really was sick, and yeah, people I mean, were I making think, fun of her. But she, 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 like for all her stuff that going on to Twitter. She was also doing like bizarre things in public. Like clearly, like she was sick. Like yeah. she, she clearly needed actual medical attention. Shy is just being a douche. Yeah, but I'm saying like it. It was sad to me that that became a public spectacle because it would be hard enough for somebody to be going through that. Yeah. And then to have to go through that in the public you, eye. You know what else is hard to to go through? Mm. Uh, Paranormal? No, I'm kidding. I like the Paranormal Activity movies. I do, but there's a new one opening this weekend. That yes. was that was a rough. That was a rough segue, <laughs> but that was not a that, way. that was that was me cracking the indie whip on like trying to <laughs> yeah. get this podcast uh, to a conclusion. Paranormal Activity, the marked ones, which our very own Eric Goldman reviewed and in liked. So it was good. It's got some issues, seven, but seven point Yeah, uh, seven out of ten. So it's opening on about twenty nine hundred screens. Hate it? Now, <laughs> exactly. Way to go, IGN, giving it a negative <laughs> review. Um, now, it's been kind of a case of diminishing returns with the paranormal uh, activity movies. It peaked with uh, the third one with $52.6 million, its opening weekend. But the fourth one, huge drop to $29 million. Um, Still amazing because it's cost thirty six dollars yeah, to make them. Yeah, exactly. But you know, uh, the uh, paranormal activity, the marked ones, is is uh, it's basically it's um, tracking up between thirteen and twenty three million. Now, mind you, there's a blizzard going on back east, so that's definitely going to affect box office this weekend. But I, I think, given given the fact that the fourth one kind of didn't really do that great. Um, uh, and this one opening up in, in January, but kind of, you know, it's going up against The Hobbit and Frozen and Anchorman, too. I don't think it's going to be number one. I do think, though, it'll open at about, I'm going to say about $16 million. I think it's going to open at $17 million and it will be number one. And I think Hobbit will be number two, again, at about $15 million. Okay, you think Hobbit? I'm, I'm going to say Hobbit number one with... Uh, Twenty million, but I do think um, I, I I don't think it matters that there's diminishing returns on this series yet. It's kind of like Saw, uh, and it's actually a way better case than Saw because you and it also proves another point. You don't need stars to open a movie like this. You mm. don't at all. You the movie concept. itself is the star. You, you if you if they make twenty million dollars on this movie in the opening weekend, they still they've made so money. made their investment. Like what do you way. think it's going to make, Roth? Um, I think it will make 20. 20 million? I'm being okay. generous. Do you think it's going to be number one or just somewhere else? I think it'll be number one. I think, and here's where I'm going to diverge from our own Chris Carl. I think Frozen. Will be number two? Will be number two. Let it go. At, <laughs> <laughs> at a solid 18. You know what? Cold never bothered me anyway. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then perfect Hobbit. segue. And then Hobbit. 17. So Hobbit, 17. Okay, so I'm going to, I'll say Frozen third place with uh, 17. So 
Uh, Carl, you want to give me a third place? A frozen number? A frozen. <laughs> I think 15 for that. So it's going to be tied with But Hobbit, if you haven't you seen Frozen right now, you have a heart of stone. Go see <laughs> it. So, so you think, see, you think Hobbit and, and Frozen will both be 15? Yeah, 15. Then it'll compete. Piece. Okay. It'll be a tight one. It'll be a, it'll be a tight one. There's <laughs> <laughs> but a Hobbit's head between them. Aww. <laughs> Love is an open door, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that'll about do it for this week's podcast. You Shoot us your reader swimming. email, which we now start to read. At uh, keeping it real at IGN.com. Give us a shout out over on iTunes. Uh, some props over there. Uh, you can catch us on, on Twitter. I'm, uh, well, it's all in the, the body of the story, so you can look for it there. <laughs> Too uh, lazy I'm not, to give your Twitter. I'm, not, I'm at Stacks IGN. She's at Roth Cornette. He's at, at Chris Carl. And uh, together we're all at IGN. <laughs> but uh, thank you always for listening. We'll catch you next time and Happy New Year.